been too big into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles myself, mm. um, but I know currently there was a show that was on Netflix called Rise of uh, TMNT mm-hmm. uh, that was on Netflix, and it even had a movie that came out on Netflix yeah. uh, that was from the show. Did you ever check that out? I heard really great things about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The um, Of course, it's like just like every different um, like iteration is something different. This one was more kind of fantasy and like magical, so like it was, you know, different than most Turtles, like uh, shows but i really enjoyed the movie it's probably one of my favorite adaptions of the turtles and one of my favorite turtles movies mm. so what makes a great tmnt story in your opinion mm. that's a good question i'd say like like the balance of like you know the family like the comedy aspect of like the brothers like you got to have that sibling um like banter between all of them like especially like with michelangelo um but like you also gotta have like some good action. Like you can have like the traditional ninja story and like the but like mix it with sci-fi. I think that's what always makes it like a good story for me. Like my favorite ninja turtle iterations always kind of balance that like story with ninjas, sci-fi, comedy, like very well. Yeah. And right in from maturity coming in, uh with some of the history of the Ninja Turtles, like when did you know the very first version of TMT was hyper violent, almost Tarantino as black and white comic. It became for kids very quickly, though. Yeah, so the history of TMNT is that, I mean, it was kind of almost a parody of other comics at the time, mm. like Daredevil, uh, with that whole aspect. Even their villain is, you know, a ripoff of Daredevil's villain, where Daredevil fights mm. the hand, they fight the foot. Uh, yeah. And then, so it's kind of a ripoff there. And then I think there was even a thing where they said it's connected to Daredevil because the the chemical that ran into him, they blinded him. Mm bounced on went into the sewers and then that's the thing that the turtles are playing around in and that's what turned yeah. into the mutated turtles there um so it's like they have a connection there with uh with daredevil and everything um yeah so uh i put up a poll there we had a list of movies so it was this one it was the 2007 animated one it was the mm. michael bay one um and it was also the rise of team and t um mm. that one's also on the poll would you consider the Michael Bay versions, that's the worst TMNT movies that you consider the worst adaptations of the character? I mean, yeah, probably. Like, I I don't remember a lot from those movies. Like, I mean, like, I like the designs of the Turtles. Like, they kind of, like, some of the designs they got, like, carried over to now, like, how the Turtles looks. Like, you always see Donatello with, like, the glasses now. And, like, Raph kind of has, like, the bandana, like, mask more so. So, like, I appreciate some of the designs and the action scenes, but otherwise I don't really remember much. So, yeah, they might be probably, like, the worst. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, let's discuss this classic, um, Mm -hmm. as some people say. Would you say it's a millennial classic? Yeah, I'd say so. Super 90s. Like, it's, like, super nostalgic. Like, I don't even know how to, like, rate this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so this is TMNT uh, from 1990. Um, and I, this is directed by Steve Barron. Steve Barron, who was mostly known for doing music videos. He did famous music mm. like Michael Jackson, did Billie Jean, um, and things like that. Um, you know, of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles based off of the famous, the hugely popular comic series uh, that blew up, animated show that blew up. Um, mm. Much like a lot of animated shows back then in the 80s, 
Um, a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is there to sell toys to kids. Mm -hmm. Like same thing with like G.I. <laughs> Joe, uh, same thing that, like there that was like with He-Man and Transformers and all those mm -hmm. other things. You know, a lot of the purpose of this was to sell toys to kids. Uh, I always have that. So you have the, uh, the live action adaptation here of it. And for, like I mentioned to Brandon, you know, I asked him if this is a millennial classic. A lot of kids still remember this movie. A lot of kids remember mm -hmm. this movie. I think I had this on VHS uh, back in the day. Um, if, you know, kids don't know what that is, that's how you get a big tape and they used to <laughs> put it in and they used to click the buttons. Like, if you gave me mm -hmm. a VHS today, I wouldn't know how to work it. I'd probably, oh, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally forgot everything how to work a VH, uh, VHS player. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I remember having that there. Uh, but you have, you know, the Ninja Turtles themselves, Donnie, uh, Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael, mm -hmm. named after the famous painters there and inventors. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's funny that, you know, here they kind of feel a little, you know, still feel a little distinct from each other. You know, Michelangelo is mm -hmm. always the funny, goofy one. You know, Leonardo is the more serious leader one. Raphael's the hard-headed, aggressive one. Donatello is mm -hmm. the more, you know, reserved, smart one. Um, yeah. In this, you know, you have uh, Raphael who has a very, very distinct New York accent. Like it's very strong. <laughs> I, I kind of yes. forgot how that was in there. Like stereotypical New Yorker accent. Like everyone else kind of sounds kind of fine, but his accent really stands the above. strongest. <laughs> yeah, above everyone else. Um, and then who you have playing the turtle? So you have Josh Apeas who's playing Raphael. Mm -hmm. Corey Feldman, who's Don Tello. Corey Feldman was a big star back then in the eighties, nineties. Uh, a huge, huge star. You had Robbie Rist, uh, who's playing Michelangelo. Uh, Splinter, who's the master of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, you have Kevin Clash. Um, and you have Brian uh, Tochi, who's playing Leonardo, um, mm. who's there, who's running out the voice cast there. Um, playing the human characters, April O'Neil's in this, who's the you know human ally of the Turtles, who's the reporter. Because any superhero story, anytime you have a woman in it, what's her usual <laughs> job? She's a reporter. Yep. You know, it's always a reporter. Um, so you have Judith uh, Hogag, uh, who's April O'Neil, uh, Elias uh, Cotis, who's Casey Jones, um, who still works a lot. He still works quite a bit. And so he's a character actor. Yeah. You've probably seen him in a bunch, bunch of different stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Like he was in Shooter, Zodiac, uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. He's been in yeah. tons and tons of different stuff. So usually you'll see him um, character actor-wise. Uh, also, uh, speaking of kind of like character actors, uh, Sam Rockwell. Very, very early, yeah. very first performance from Sam Rockwell. He's mm -hmm. in this as one of the leaders of the gang uh, in this movie. Um, so I mentioned uh, the gang. What I'm talking about is, uh, of course, you know, you have to have a villain for the turtles to fight. Uh, mm -hmm. One of their main antagonists, their Joker or Darth Vader, is uh, <laughs> Shredder. Uh, that's their main antagonist usually throughout the turtle series, pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much him and like. Krang, but of course, like everything is always like Shredder. Shredder seems to always be the one pulling the strings, especially when it's like comes to like Bebop and Rocksteady or like uh, Backstage Stockman. It's always Shredder's behind it. Shredder, okay. <laughs> um, he's the what was the villain in uh, Inspector Gadget? Uh, what was his name? Oh gosh, I remember. Yeah, they like never show his face, but he always has like the uh, the claw or something on his hand, right? Was that I his name, Claw? About. It might have just been Claw. Yeah, I think it was just like Claw or something. But it's kind of like, yeah, basically. Yeah, Dr. Claw. That's what it was. Yeah, it goes. Got to have Doctor. Yeah. Um, so it's basically like that. Yeah, that's basically kind of what he is there. And he leads the foot, uh, the, this kind of rogue gang of villains there, kind of, mm -hmm. you know, pulling all the strings and everything like that. 
Um, and then, you know, they recruit a lot of the youth um, in the mm -hmm. city to commit other various criminal activities there. Um, yeah, thank you, Radiant for Maturity. Claw, you put an exclamation mark in there, and I'll make sure you read it there. Yeah, good old Claw there. Uh, Works also said uh, Ninja Turtle is such a, a versatile concept for its setting and characters that can be used. Yeah, because yeah. they're also in New York, uh, which is a thing. Um, and, you know, they're famous for, you know, of course, I mentioned the accents, also eating mm -hmm. pizza. You know, I still haven't tried New York pizza. Still haven't ever I've tried had it like that. once, but it's, it's pretty much the real deal. Like, size of your face, like pizza. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty delicious. Yeah. 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 I'm, there were a lot of turtles that end up dying because they said that they had a lot of those turtles eating. Oh, stories really? about, oh, yeah. Stories about kids who would feed their pet turtles pizza oh, and they just die because <laughs> they thought that they were watching Ninja Turtle. So, Ninja Turtles is responsible for a lot of deaths. So <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, this was a film that came out, very short film, too. I forgot, mm -hmm. just exactly about an hour and 30 minutes, mm -hmm. um, which establishes everything really quickly, who the turtles are. Um, they get the whole backstory of them. You know, he's explaining to April O'Neil, uh, Master Splinter is. Um, so I'm going to give you some of your uh, knowledge and kind of background about your experience yeah. with this movie um, and just your history with Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, like like you said, like this is, basically a millennial classic i remember watching this a lot with my brother um especially like the second one like because i remember like that unfortunately i remember that um was it um that rap song go ninja go ninja go but mm -hmm. um yeah no like i have like a weird soft spot for this it's like such a fun weird time like and like you said like they were made to sell toys so i had so many like ninja turtle toys like back in the day and it's just like really fueled my um, love for them. And like, of course, Michelangelo was always my favorite. Orange was like my favorite color, so it only made sense. Um, but yeah, like this 90s movie, like I feel like I hadn't seen it in a while. So like rewatching it, it was like, I don't remember this part or like, oh, okay, now I remember what's going on, stuff like that. So it was really fun, like revisiting it. Um, and like, I, I forgot how like, like the like we're watching the trailer right now the practical suits like those stunt people they were like really moving and like bunch of the action scenes and like i just kind of forgot how like how much of that was in this movie like it was kind of like a su very welcome surprise um but yeah like i love the turtles i think i really started getting into them funny enough like in the past year like started reading like the recent idw comics and like getting into that and like, like we said earlier, like each turtle iteration is like very different. So it's just fun to like watch the show or like watch this movie or read a comic and see like the similarities and the differences. Um, but yeah, with this movie, I had a weird time. Like I was, I I forgot like the the Foot Clan, like um, kind of like bringing in all these like young kids to be the gang. Like I forgot that was like a plot point and like the. Um, was it Danny like April's boss's son like that mm. whole plot I was like oh yeah this is a part of the movie but I wanted to see more of the turtles doing turtle stuff um but it was weird to see like not all the personalities were like really there like you don't see Leo leading a lot until like towards the end um Michelangelo of course is always comedic but like Donatello is almost kind of like his uh like partner in crime in that comedic area he's not really doing a lot with machines or being like the smart guy. So it was just interesting to watch and see like the 
differences and see how far the turtles have come. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was going to bring this up. Hey, how's it going there, by, uh, by the way, Steady Melody. Um, he also streams, great streamer there, if you guys want to check him mm -hmm. out. He does kind of great work there, Andrew. Um, he mentions that um, he believes that the suits were from the Jim Henson Company. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's exactly right. I believe right. that, yeah. In the first film, uh, the Jim Henson Company, who people probably know Jim Henson, you know, famous mm -hmm. puppeteer, did a lot of great work like the Dark Crystal and, uh, you know, uh, uh, was it Sesame Street is also uh, mm -hmm. there. Um, Muppets, so did, of course. Yeah, the Muppets. I'm sorry, not Sesame Street. He did the Muppets. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, the Muppets there. And, yeah, I mean, they worked on this film. And, you know, it, it kind of goes to show you the great kind of work there with a lot of the kind of mm -hmm. work with the Turtles, with, you know, Splinter, how they look, how they were designed, and how they had all these various different suits throughout the uh, throughout mm -hmm. the film that all looked really good. So that goes into show you the, the kind of the love there. Um, so it's very vastly different than what we see now with something like, uh, you know, with Michael Bay with the CGI, with yeah, the kind of the CGI. way they kind of, all CGI. Um, mm -hmm. Which you know, not to trash the Michael Bay version because I mean they they there was kind of like you said they you know. TF Ministers has been there for all these different iterations. And mm. then, you know, it's good to have different varieties and different versions of people yeah. have their own spin on it. And with Michael Bay's version of it, um, they look like, you know, ugly, hideous, mutated, <laughs> you know, mutated creatures, you know, and they yeah. were gigantic and scaly and they kind of, you know, look like more like, you know, turtles, I guess, if you douse them with, you know, mutant ooze or whatever. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I mean, that, that was a take for sure, you know. Um, mm. and, and the kind of the personality traits. I mean, Raph is still, you know, very much a hothead there. Mm -hmm. um, Angel is still the comedic one there. But, you know, a lot of the, you say, the, the stunt performance, and you got to give a lot of credit to them. For real. Because uh, you got to imagine putting on that suit, you know, the working conditions there to do all those movements, mm -hmm. to do all the choreography. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the working conditions must have been super, super harsh to do all that. So, yeah, big shout out to them for doing that. Mm -hmm. um, big shout out to the Jim Henson uh, company for coming on and doing the film and doing such amazing work with a lot of the designs uh, and everything. Um, and then uh, what do you think some of the human characters here? What do you think about April O'Neil and Casey Jones, who are always usually also a part of the Ninja, yeah. uh, Ninja Turtles story, companions of the Turtles? Um, mm -hmm. I do like Casey Jones a lot in this. I do like his back and forth with Raphael. Um, mm -hmm. And I even like with also the other Turtles. Like, there's a moment where he's like fixing up a car, and I think he's oh, like, yeah. with Donatello, and they're like trading <laughs> insults back and forth. I thought that was pretty good. What do you think about the mm -hmm. human characters? Oh yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Casey is like my favorite. He always just kind of meshes well with the turtles. Like this, he's almost like such a weird anomaly himself. Like this guy fights with only like sports equipment. Okay, that's cool. That's a weird kind of um, what is it like gig to do? Like kind of weird theme, but like he like meshes well with the turtles and April as well. Like, but like I always. I always find it like hilarious, especially in this movie, how like April and Casey, like they get used to like just giant turtles talking um very quickly. They're just like, Oh, this is this is real? Okay, fine. I'm not dreaming. Cool. Um, and then next thing you know, they're like chilling and eating pizza together. But um, yeah, no, I love Casey Jones, love his back and forth, always loved his um kind of relationship with Raph. Like it seemed like they were always um like paired up together, no matter like which iteration. Um, April, like she was okay for me in this in this movie. Like I didn't like really much care when it was just like her like doing her own thing. But like whenever she was with the turtles and Casey, I think like I enjoyed that uh back and forth. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I very much did like Casey. April in this, like, I think I have maybe some of the same sentiments as you do with yeah. her. Like, she was just okay, um, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really blown away by her in this. Um, and when it comes to, um, I think you mentioned before with, like, a lot of, like, they kind of get adjusted super quickly to the turtle. They don't mm-hmm. go, like, I mean, there's a moment where she wakes up and she sees it. Like, sees the talking rat, sees the talking turtle, whatever, and then it quickly becomes over, you know. And then, even when they kind of go into, you know, there's a scene where they, you know, kind of go meet other people and go meet the gang, and, you know, Splinter gets captured by Shredder, and he's talking to him, and there's no more way back. I was like, wait, that's a fucking talking rat. Like, yeah, right, right. I know why he stops and goes, like, what the, I'm kind of freaked out. Is this here. real? You know, um, everybody just kind of just listens to him and everything. It's mm-hmm. like, wait, you know, it's like he, it's like, wow, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And this, uh, you know, this movie was a big success uh, when it came mm-hmm. out. It had a budget of 13, uh, 13 million, but it made a box office of 202 million. Yeah. Um, so I saw like was, a thing that said um, it was like the biggest like indie movie release before like Blair Witch. Like, so like, uh, this movie was like huge. Yeah, uh, it was the highest grossing independent film at the time. Um, yeah, so it was it was huge. Um, and the ninth highest grossing film uh, worldwide in 1990. So it was, yeah, mm. it was hugely profitable there. A lot of kids drugged, you know, dragged their parents because they got them turtles, man, uh, which was really good. Um, Action-wise, I mean, do you think it, I mean, obviously this film is 1990, you know, a lot of limited mm. stuff kind of going on here. Do you think that kind of stuff holds up there? I think I think so. Like I said before, I was kind of surprised about how effective like the action scenes were, especially like when you consider like these stunt guys have to be in these suits that were most likely not the most comfortable when you're doing like flips and tricks and sliding across the floor and stuff like that. Like the whole um, fight scene and I think um, what April's like antique shop, like is very like very fun. Like almost like slap. Of course, like there's some like slapstick like stuff like the where they use in like all the things around, like somebody's head gets like dragged across the piano, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think like they use, use like the action scenes pretty effectively. Like there's a couple times where like the lights just go out and then like they come back up and like the foot people are like gone, like they're already like defeated. So like, I understand like why you would have to do that. Like maybe it's a little, little expensive to do like a, a fight scene every time. But um when there are fight scenes, it's pretty good. Like the the final fight scene with Shredder is pretty cool. Like it's simple but effective, if that makes sense. Like there's not a lot going on, like uh, choreograph choreography wise, but um, it's still like a very good like climax. And I like that the turtles technically don't beat him, but they kind of just like wear him down enough. Mm, yeah, because is that usually how it is that Shredder kind of whips the turtles' ass? Is that kind of how you usually? Are? Yeah, he's usually like a one-man army. Like it makes you wonder why he's sending out all these Foot Clan people to like get their ass beat by turtles, but like he can just do this simply himself. Well, sometimes you need to delegate, you know. Sometimes <laughs> you need to you know, you know, delegate a little bit there. Um, in some way, I, you you mentioned the simple nature of the climax, which is I think it's kind mm. of a good thing and a bad thing. Because on one mm-hmm. hand, yeah, you do have, you know, kind of just, just the turtles and then face on and shredder on a rooftop. It's not nothing big, yeah. you know, it's nothing too huge. It's obviously also limited by the budget it has. Um, mm-hmm. And then the way he's kind of defeated is just that, you know, Splinter comes and then he just charges at him and then he just kind of not, just kind of throws him over the roof. And then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> just ends like that. 
Um, so yeah. it's not the, I don't think the most exciting, you know, I mean, climax there at the end. It's kind of just, mm. they were like, listen, we, we out of money. And so let's just have them. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so I thought, yeah, some of the something said there was very, very nice there. That worked really well. Mm. And I thought that in the fighting scenes, you mentioned the slapstick kind of element of them kind of using the different environments, using their kind mm -hmm. of turtle abilities. Like this one scene, I think this is also in the climax where they like, they get into a ball. Like they get on, mm. like two of them get on top and they roll. Yeah, they're like, rolling. Down. They're rolling there, or when Mikey like he ducks his head like a turtle and then he goes mm -hmm. into a shell and everything like that. Which I wish they, I wish they kind of do more of that. You know, kind of like right, yeah. kind of turtle, like just kind of hide in the shell or anything like that. Or maybe you know one of them picks each other up and then throws them like Captain America's shield mm. or some shit like that. Right? You know? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought, yeah, they like using kind of that to the nature. I thought that was very effective. I thought they did mm -hmm. that a little bit in the Michael Bay movies, um, mm -hmm. you know, where the turtles were so strong. Where I remember there was a scene where yeah. he run, like they uh, they go into like a Humvee and they destroy like a Humvee, um, mm -hmm. and then I thought that was pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, I, I thought yeah, a lot of the action scenes, you know, even though limited at this time, has its charm um mm -hmm. and has its heart which i think is a lot of where this movie really relies on is the heart of things mm -hmm. um and i think that that you can really tell there's, there's a lot of passion that kind of goes into a lot of things here and that that, mm -hmm. that really helps a lot um what you know going back and watching this you said you noticed some new things are there some things you kind of look back on and kind of go like oh man i i didn't know how bad that was until now until now looking back mm -hmm. on um <laughs> yeah there's some part like some of the stuff will like just like the the kid gang, the child gang is like a little goofy. Or just like um it's weird how like the turtles kind of look better than like the Foot Clan mask. Like I always thought like the Foot Clan mask were like a little goofy. They have like these kind of like bug eyes almost looking like. Um and like I mentioned earlier, some of the stuff with like April, like when she's trying to um when she's talking to like the police chief, I think, or like um the stuff with Danny and all that, like I'm just like, oh, all right, yeah, this this was in the movie. I forgot <laughs> that they kind of like have this whole B plot going on, like when the turtles aren't on screen. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, Andrew he mentioned that uh, it's so funny how the kid gang is pretty consistent throughout the series. Mm. Um, there, uh, which I guess that was a big kind of '80s thing back then, '80s, '90s, yeah. like kid gangs and everything like that, and you know, mm. like big evil was always trying to recruit kids. You know, yeah. Uh, I guess that was just an extension of something like Dare and everything like that. You know what I mean? True. Or, you know, you know, always kids are always in danger of, of joining gangs there, which mm. yeah, is still a big problem. Um, what do you think about the you know main kind of antagonist here of Shredder? Do you think he, he's kind of one of the better versions of Shredder that you've seen in? A, um, I don't know. He's not my favorite. Like, I wish I wish I saw more of him, honestly, in this movie. Like, I know, I think he's a lot more of a, like, presence in, like, the second one when he's, like, all Super Shredder and stuff. But, um, yeah, no, this one, I, I don't know why. I thought he, like, had more scenes. Like, I thought he was, like, kind of, like, around more. But, like, his scenes interrogating, like, Splinter um, and stuff like that was cool. And I liked how they um kind of like split up the backstory like when splinter has like his little flashbacks like one he's talking about like the turtles but like the one where he's talking about how his master like fought like shredder and like they how had that um that whole like kind of love triangle going on and shredder like slicing splinter's ear and like stuff like that i enjoyed seeing that and just like always enjoyed shredder and like splinter's kind of like um kind of relationship no matter how weird it gets sometimes splinter is the one that gets turned into a rat 
um or sometimes like shredder doesn't remember him stuff like that so i always find that stuff fun but yeah i like shredder more in the flashbacks i kind of wanted more of him in this movie yeah um yeah uh rainy from maturity said in some version Splinter is also the reincarnation of mm -hmm. shredder's master um who he betrayed sip style okay yeah yeah. So do, do you, you kind of like that, like where the kind of hero and villain are kind of have this tie together, um, just like mm. as a comparison? Like sometimes I don't like it, like when they do in comics, Batman, like his parents mm. were killed by Joker. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like I think that's too much of a deep connect, like he has to have this deep connection with mm. the villain. Do you kind of like that uh, sometimes? Do you think it works here with Shredder and, and Splinter having like that little bit of a connection? Yeah, no, I... I agree. I don't like when Joker kills like Batman's parents and stuff like that. Um, but like with Splinter and Shudder, I like their like connection. Like um like like previously mentioned how like Shudder is sometimes reincarnated. Um and like he has like these kind of memories of like the past. Like they touch on this in this movie, like kind of like how like Splinter remembers stuff from his past and Shudder remembers stuff from like the past when the turtles are like using like their um their moves. He was like, these moves are or old or stuff like that so i i enjoy when shredder and uh splinter have like that weird connection with each other whether it's like um like an old master or just like shredder was like the one i think like in the recent comics um yeah i think in the recent comics shredder and splinter were like the masters like in like all like feudal japan and then like they get reincarnated and like Splinter gets reincarnated into a rat <laughs> for some reason, and Shredder gets reincarnated, of course, into just like a regular um, human. <laughs> they still have still have that um, connection. Yeah, it seems like he got the wrong end of the deal there. Uh, right, he just, yeah. <laughs> he just keeps getting turned into a guy, and he gets turned into a rat. It's like mm -hmm. a way, way kind of wrong end deal there. Um, yeah, and you mentioned how you know before how you know we've seen it kind of constantly evolve with turtles. How, like some of the stuff you've seen, like. Um, like with Donatello and Michelangelo, like Donatello, you know, more, he, you know, as time has gone on, he's become more like with gadgets, more with invention, mm -hmm. more kind of like this inventor kind of person. And then mm -hmm. with uh, Leo, he's been, you know, throughout, it seems like he's been always the de facto leader of the mm -hmm. Turtles. I remember, I think it was maybe in the 2007 version of TMNT, it was kind of like Raph was kind of more edging to be the leader and he wanted to more yeah. take over and it was like them more button heads uh, and everything like that. Uh, but Leo's always been the fact the leader there. Of course, Michael has been committed relief, and they've always, you know, hinged on him for a lot of the comedy elements there. Mm -hmm. um, in the Michael Bay version, it was just kind of he was kind of like just basically a wigger in that. Um, yeah, basically, uh, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So I kind I kind of like to have they kind of you know changed it and made kind of different things with that um, there. Um, what from what from this movie, the 1990 version, do you think has remained consistent throughout? some of the other versions there that they've kind of taken from this you think oh well dang i think like like this well one like the um like i mentioned earlier kind of like the fantasy kind of element they tie in like leo and splinter kind of having that connection leo like knowing splinter is alive and splinter like communicating with them like almost like force jedi like like he there's like a yeah. force projection of him um like I've seen some of that like carry on and I kind of enjoy like when they get a little weird with like the turtle mythology. Um, but yeah, personality wise, I always love that they keep on carry on Raph being the um, like hard headed one, but also like, I feel like he's the most emotional of like the turtles. Like he leads with his emotions. And so like, like we see him crying, like 
yelling up in the sky like a lot and so like i think that's one thing that carries on like um like i know the 2007 um cgi version is supposed to kind of be like a pseudo sequel to like these 90s movies so like they kind of like carry that like with raf where he's like always going out alone and of course like the trench coat with like the um the hat the door. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's always like so funny to me like nobody knows this is like a giant turtle but um yeah i always kind of enjoyed that they keep those kind of things consistent with like the turtles um same with like splinter like i love like he always like he's not always like a super hard ass like he's not super strict like he like cares for his like sons and stuff like that and like teaches them the martial arts but uh, at the end i love how he is the one that gives them uh calabunga so like splinter kind of being lighthearted in some iterations i think comes from this as well Right. And you mentioned he's got, you know, Raphael had his secret squirrel look, you know, <laughs> trench coat, you know, fedora, all that stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that is always kind of good funny to see. And I think um, there's also been some incarnation of Raphael where he's like his own hero, like he has his own like mm -hmm. uh, thing. We, you know, the vigilante thing, he kind of goes off there and does mm -hmm. this thing um, there. I wonder if, you know, you know, talking about a little bit about Raphael, I wonder if he was kind of also partly inspired by something like, you know, Wolverine. Since he's got, like, oh, Wolverine. yeah. Had to. Uh, had to. Um, uh, and then Radio Infantry said, uh, ha, trench coat and fedora. Ra Raphael's design is basically the outfit uh, for a white 4chan neckbeard. <laughs> Pretty said. much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned the scene where they kind of, because I think where this movie kind of, one of the weak spots is, is when after Splinter gets captured, and it seems like the mm -hmm. film kind of meanders a little bit, I think, toward after mm -hmm. the part in the middle, where they kind of just trying to figure stuff out, like the turtles are hanging out at April's place, and mm -hmm. you know, Casey's also there. So I think that's kind of one of the weaker spots in the movie there uh, yeah. kind of dull moments uh but yeah there's a moment where leo has like a like you said it almost is basically like the force they use like i guess yeah. this you would call it like karate sense i guess like yeah, karate right. sense, you know what i mean karate force where you can you know he's reaching out to him you know from the you know when he's captured mm -hmm. and he's able to find where he is it's like okay yeah I, I thought that was like a little little weird you know a lot of stuff playing mm -hmm. with but again, playing with a lot of the you know like you mentioned the fantasy elements of tmnt um mm. there and and i guess they brought it like you said they brought it back up and other stuff so that's kind of very interesting yeah. that they've done that um did you ever watch any of the sequels the second one the third one i only remember the second one i don't remember watching the third one i'm pretty sure i have but like after watching this it kind of makes me want to go back and watch the sequels just to see like how those are because i know the second one they get a little bit more into like the ooze like the secret of the ooze right and like we get a yeah. lot more um ninja turtles like um, supporting characters and stuff like that going on. Yeah. Uh, right in from Matrix says, oh, the third movie uh, is prime <laughs> bad movie night material. I, yeah, I heard okay. the third one's pretty terrible. I think I've seen I've seen the second one. I think I've seen the second mm. Secret of the Ooze. Um, that's where Vanilla Ice came in, Ninja Rap. Yeah, they have the whole dance scene. <laughs> the whole dance scene there, very iconic. They do that. Mm. Um, but I don't, think I've, I don't think I've seen the third one. And the yeah, third I mean, one is where they go what, back in time, correct? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think they go oh, to like, like samurai, right? Yeah, people <laughs> Japan or something like that. Um, hmm. Which would have been, I guess, kind of interesting. Um, and also, there's another person agreeing here. Andrew, he also said the third one is notoriously really bad. The second one is not too bad. Okay. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll check out the the, the second one again. Actually, with this mm. new mayhem, which is the new TMT movie out, it kind of makes me want to go back and watch a lot of the other uh, right, yeah. movies. Uh, because I don't think I've seen the, 
think I maybe have seen the 07 one. I just it's been such a long mm. time since I've seen that one. The Michael Bay movies, I've seen the first one, but I don't think I've ever seen the second one, which was Out of the Shadows, mm. um, which had Tyler Perry's Neil deGrasse Tyson in it. Um, yeah. Or, um, also, he looked like kind of like Nutty Professor a little bit. He too, did. He did. Um, there. Um, and then also the the rise of Team Team. I actually want to check out that series mm. since it's on Netflix. Yeah, I highly recommend that series. It's like if you're looking like for some great like action like with the TMT, I think that series and the movie has some of the best like action scenes in like any of the Ninja Turtles like adaptions. Yeah. Um, this is some a little behind the scenes knowledge here. It says Works ninety nine said there was al- there was almost an actual fight between Mikey and Vanilla Ice's bodyguard behind the scenes. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Vanilla Ice's bodyguard almost got killed by a man in a ninja turtle <laughs> costume. I mean, wow. Imagine getting your ass beat by somebody in a ninja turtle costume. That I mean, that's a story. <laughs> that is definitely a story there. Um and Andrew mentioned that pretty sure they uh didn't film a single scene in Japan. Yeah, I would yeah. probably bet that too. Yeah, they mm-hmm. that's a lot of money to go travel and go to Japan and go do all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of money to do that. Um, so yeah, um, so um, I mean, maybe one day we'll check it out. I mean, I think mm. uh, this Mutant Mayhem, I think it's going to do really well, and I think mm. it, there is potential for a sequel. And if there's a sequel coming out, I'd love to put up a new poll and to review mm. maybe the sequel to TMNT, do Secret of the Ooze, or do the third film. Um, that'd be really great. Um, what's some of your final thoughts on TMNT 1990 um, and rating for it? Oh yeah. Um, well, first I just want to mention. I think they already like confirmed that like a sequel is in the works and like a spinoff series for Mutant Mayhem. Really? So, like, oh, okay. that, that's like already like super good to hear. Like they have like confidence in it. Um, but yeah, my thoughts on this movie. Like I, I really enjoyed rewatching it. It's like a fun '90s, super nostalgic. Like it gives me kind of like, the same feeling when watching like old stuff. Like um, or super '90s stuff, I should say, like Space Jam. <laughs> I'm just like, oh wow, this. I don't remember this part or like this is kind of weird and kind of drags a little bit but like at the end of the day like I like the turtles adaptions I like um I like <laughs> the mask right here um I like you know just their interactions with each other like I said the sibling the sibling um, relationship between them is always like the strongest thing for me um so I thought this was just like fun a fun rewatch I think like if anybody wants to revisit like a ninja turtles movie this is a great one to like start with like just to remind yourself like how far we've come <laughs> with like uh, just like practical suits and honestly how much like stuff still holds up like we were talking about how like the like those stunt performers in those seats were just like having like a probably like not a good time but like can't really tell on here like they're kicking a lot of ass um but yeah i really enjoy watching this again um i'm probably going to watch secret of the ooze and um was it Turtles in Time, the third one? Just to just to see how bad it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I'm this is fueling my love, my hype for Mutant Mayhem. I'm gonna keep on going on with the Ninja Turtles rewatch. Um, I would definitely say this is a stream for sure. Stream it. Um, you know, have a good time. You know, definitely pro- probably watch it with like some friends. Like some family, just especially if you watched it in the '90s and haven't seen it in a while. Like this is a great one to remind yourself. Yeah. How old were you when you got into TMNT? Um, I want to say I think like the 2000 the 2000 series was when I got into it, so I had to be like like 10, 11, something like that. Yeah. 
And the branding for Ninja Turtles is crazy. Ninja Turtles clothing, toothpaste, video yeah. games, movies, shows, mm-hmm. just TMNT. Everything you can name, TMNT is probably yeah. their branding has been on it. Um, mm. I do like that uh, the site, the new side, uh, side-scrolling game that came out on the Switch for TMNT. Oh yeah, that one's great. Uh, what's that one a lot? Uh, I forgot the name of it, but I, I know it. I think it's yeah. uh, Shredder's Revenge. I want to say. Oh yeah, I think it is Shredder's yeah. Revenge. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty good, okay. pretty fun beat 'em up uh, game there. Mm. Um, and yeah, the video games that they've been in uh, also made guest appearances in video games like Injustice. They've mm. made uh, appearance in that. Um, uh, forget, also uh, things like crossovers with uh, Batman, crossovers with Batman. They've been, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Batman uh, versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There, uh, yeah, wish they made an uh, animated movie out of that, right? They made... Yeah, yeah. There's one animated movie. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, um, which is pretty. Have they ever done uh, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle animated movie with them and Daredevil? I don't think so, but like I. I think a lot of fans been like wanting that ever since like you know they made that connection with like the the stuff that got in his eyes and like the ooze. So like it's only a matter of time. I ho- hopefully. Yeah. Um. And Radiant from the said Shredder's Revenge was a direct sequel to the original arcade game Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Um. So yeah. And then like things like you know Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. They you mm-hmm. know they're in there because they're Nickelodeon uh, characters there. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, Leonardo in that game fucking cheap. I tell you, fucking cheap. <laughs> um, fucking cheap. Uh, I just saw like the trailer for like their. I guess there's an update coming to it, and it makes me want to get the game. I don't think I played it when it first came out. Uh, yeah, there's like a sequel type update yeah, coming for mm. it. Um, so yeah, you can have fun doing that, uh, playing mm. those Ninja Turtles characters. So you can have fun with the characters in all variety of different ways. For me, mm. going and watching this, I've seen this before. Um, I've seen the 1990 yeah. before. Like I said, not really a huge fan of the Turtles. I think they're okay. Mm-hmm. I think they're fine. Um, and I think when they work, uh, they can be effective in their mm-hmm. entertainment. And I think this is one of those cases. Um, you know, it has that good 90s cheese in it, uh, especially mm-hmm. like that music that comes on, like, you know, got to play the kind of bongos oh, like yeah. and drums type, type music that comes on mm-hmm. for the soundtrack. Um the chemistry between all the turtles, I think, works really well. The stunt performance, obviously, got to again give a huge shout out to them. They did a fantastic job. A lot of the uh, the, the puppet work there, the costume work, also is a plus. Kind of kind of goes down, I think, towards the when these, yeah. these movies continue. They kind of get a little, a little cheaper there uh, as the movies continue. Kind of work kind of goes down because uh, Henson, I think, only his company is only a part of just the first movie, not mm. any of the sequels. Okay. Um, so, you have that there. Um, with Shredder kind of being the uh, the main villain here, not really much of a huge presence of Shredder. Um, mm-hmm. And when he kind of shows up in his, you know, kind of outfit, it's like, he's not really too much, it feels like, you know what I mean, of a threat. It just is physically imposing. Uh, but when he whips the turtle's ass, I think that's pretty, that's pretty good. Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, just especially with such ease too, um, mm-hmm. that he kind of does it. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of really fun moments, you know, really creative action scene stuff, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. like they're fighting in the, uh, April's, uh, place and, uh, when they even fight against, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of the goons that they're going up against mentioned, like when they, you know, mm-hmm. I always love when they do team moves and the turtles do yes. team moves. I always love that when they do that. Um, that's always very, very fun to watch. Um, so yeah, I would give it a strong tune in. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, strong uh yeah yeah strong tune in for this i think mm. it's it's perfect 90s cheese if you know what you're getting into with it 
Um, and, you know, you just got to, I guess it's just something maybe you just had to be there for um, and maybe yeah. really to get it there. But if you're just trying to get into it or you want to introduce, you grew up with it and you want to maybe have a kid and bring them into it. I'd say this is a fun, I think they might laugh at how goofy it is. Um, a lot of <laughs> there. Um, or they might have nightmares maybe about the way yeah, kind of yeah. the especially that scene where you can see the stunt performer, like, oh my the God. Mask. Yeah. That's um, still <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, like this is, I think it was the Donatello stunt performer, I think mm -hmm. it was, where he laughs so hard you can see like through the through the mask and everything like that. Um, you see the face like that. That's kind of horrifying that you can yeah, see that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I'd say, yeah, a strong tune in for uh, TMNT 1990.